Hey everybody, welcome back to Garage Talk. I'm Conrad. Let's go. I'm Ted. It's time to rock and roll. Hey Ted, today we got Ian Van Winkle, Miss Cinewall, varsity track coach with us today. Yep, that's going to be good. How are we doing, coach? Hey, good about yourself. Hey, not too bad. So tell everybody about yourself, Van Winkle. Got kind of a interesting story because I, I used to go, I went to Madison Grant and I played baseball and tennis. I played basketball in junior high and, a little, and ran a little bit of track along with that. Baseball was my favorite sport. Uh, and it's weird how I got into track and cross country. It's kind of a real strange story because when I got hired on an RJ basket in uh, 01, um, when I first started teaching, I got my teaching degree. I used to be a radio disc jockey. So oh my. I go back. We can go back. I went to IU Bloomington, got my radio and TV production degree. I worked at Z925 in Kokomo for six years. I worked at Channel 13 for, I'm embarrassed to say, six months. But uh, <laughs> that was interesting. But I worked in radio, loved it. But I just, you know, I hate to say it, but it wasn't going to pay the bills. And I always liked, you know, history and stuff. And I went and got my history degree to teach history. And I got student teaching at the center wall, worked with Bob Elson when he was my student, he was my teacher supervisor. And then I got a job with the center wall the year after I student taught. And they said, Hey, we need you to coach track, coach basketball and teach special education. And I, and I, I wasn't planning on doing any of that. And I, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll try it. I was so nervous about track because I just remembered running middle school. You know, I don't know that just running one year and I had to learn it from the very 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 accomplished people and I I said I'm not going to do anything that I'm not prepared to do so I really had to research it really asked a good buddy of mine named Josh Colvin I don't know if you guys know who that is but he used to work for Mrs. Senewal he's a one of the greatest runners that ever came through Marion and he taught at Mrs. Senewal coach track and cross country with Senewal and He's kind of my mentor that got me through all of it and taught me all those, the running sports and taught me everything I knew about cross country and track. And I still ask him questions today. And now he's the IUK head cross country and track coach, IU Kokomo. And I still real close to him and good friends with him. And, and I just, I coach junior high track for, I guess I coach basketball, sixth grade basketball at RJB for three years. And then I coach track for, RJ Basket for 18 years, and then I coached cross country at RJ Basket for 11 years, and then I got the high school job, and I did it for four years, and then Chance gave me the opportunity, Chance Young gave me the opportunity to take the high school track job, and that was really my dream to do that, and I didn't, I never felt like I was ready because I didn't run track in school, and I felt like, you know, I can't do it, and everybody around me said, yes, you can, you're you're, you're a good track coach. You can do it. And, and I got my confidence built up that I could do it. 
and I got people around me, Cody Cowgill. I don't know if you've ever, you know who yeah. Cody is, but, yeah. uh, he joined up with me and a good buddy of mine, Chris Bushy, he's Brennan Bushy's dad. He coached with me in cross country when we coached Brennan to those three state finalist appearances and that kind of springboarded me to have the confidence to do track. I was like, if I can do that, and, and don't get me wrong, it's not me. I mean, I helped cultivate his talent, but I wasn't the reason. I mean, he's a talent. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, and I, but I, I had the confidence that I can do it. And I've been blessed because I know what kind of talent Mr. Senegal has. I know what kind of athletes Mr. Senegal has. And I knew what was coming up because I've coached track for so long. I'm like, I know, I know we can get this kid out and that kid out. And, you know, first year was the pandemic year. Yeah. So we never fit. We had a great team. Uh-huh. And we graduated a lot of people that never got to get on the track. We had one indoor meet. And the next week, everything was canceled. I think it was March 13th. Everything got canceled. If I don't, if I don't, if I'm not forgetting something, I think that's the date because, uh, and you got to cut me off because I'm a long-winded dude. I'll talk about <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Well, we um, another story with a Big Ten championship. I went and watched, well, the Big Ten tournament. I watched IU play Minnesota that night. Next thing we know, everything's canceled the next day. They told the whole crowd the tournament was canceled. We were, we were frustrated. The next day, we finished school out. Then school was canceled. And then track was canceled, and we had so much talent. But then pretty much most of the talent came back, had a lot of success. Uh, Hayden Nelson and the 4 by one went to state. And we just we had the people that just, I mean, I think a lot of people were surprised, but I'm not because I know what's walking around this hallway. I've seen it for years. I mean, these kids are athletic, and they're very fast. Mr. Sowell always had fast kids. Yeah. Always great athletes. Getting them out is a trick. Once you get them out, it's all she wrote, man. And I mean, it's, I mean, and I've been blessed because then last year Hayden went again, got fifth place in the state. First year he got 10th, didn't make the finals. That's, that's fine. He's only a sophomore. Four by one. They, they, they got, you know, 20th out of 26 teams or something like that. Gotta be happy. They're all sophomores except for Peyton McPeak. He was a junior. And then last year, Peyton had a really rough year of injuries. He really didn't finish the season, you know, as strong as he wanted to because he had hamstring problems. And I felt terrible for the kid. And and we really had a great season the first half with him. And the second half was Boston Burbank. Boston Burbank came in as a sophomore and just, you know, didn't replace Peyton, but did a good job filling in for him. And, and we broke school records. Um, the year previous, and then last year we broke the school record and kind of demolished the school record and still didn't make it to state. We got fourth in this regional, and we did the best we ever could do. And, I mean, we did, we demolished a record that was like, I don't know, maybe 26 tenths of a second, which is a lot in track, especially in sprint. So we demolished the record and still didn't make it to state with that four-by-one group. And those kids were so upset. I was so happy. I'm like, you guys destroyed a record that's going to be tough to beat. Well, this group probably can beat it. But from years on out, it's going to be hard for somebody to beat that record. It's ridiculous to have that kind of speed. But Cody Calgill brought in this sprint program. You know, I was an old-school track coach where you did a lot of running, a lot of running, a lot of repeats. 
and keep running ladders and do 50, 100, 200, 400. He brought a program in, and it goes kind of along with Coach Greenfree's uh, strength and conditioning program. So we all follow this program called Feed the Cat. And basically what it is is you do really hard work for very, very short, uh, quick, fast reps, and then you're done. You just run a little bit, and then you conserve all that power. And then the next day, you do lots of plyometrics. We call it X-factor work, where you're working on speed from your feet, your ankles, your toes, and your explosion for all sports, but it really works for track. And then we've done that program for three years, and the kids are just, it's ridiculous how much faster and explosive these kids are. And their form is wonderful. Their speed form is great. And Green Tree does that with football program. And he does that with any kid that goes through the McConnell School Corporation that takes the PE and takes his class. He does the same thing that Coach Cowgill and I do with our track kids. And I'm telling you. He, he does a great is, job. Oh, he is super. He, he is a D1 strength and conditioning coach, in my personal opinion, that McConnell was very lucky to have. And, are, and should do everything in their in, in their in their capacity to keep the guy because he is absolutely I call him Doctor Greentree because <laughs> he even he, he even deals with injuries that's amazing. Like if kids get injured, he goes, "Well, let's try this and let's let's take a little bit off this and let's try that." That guy is so knowledgeable. It's scary, and it's just we work with him hand in hand. He tells us what we should do. He tells the kids what they should do. And just for an example, and I keep selling, I'm, I keep selling Coach Greentree here because he's just outstanding. So is Calgill. Calgill's a great uh, colleague of mine. And, and, you know, I coached him in junior high track. So I've known Cody for a long time. But what we're learning from Coach Greentree is just immeasurable, man. It's just, I don't know. I just, yeah. they're, I think they're, they're, like I'm over-exaggerating, but. Go ahead, man. They're not hidden gems to us, but I feel like to a lot of the the students, they're hidden gems. And oh yeah, and getting those students uh, to that resource is very important uh, to the to the student athletic programs that we have. Yeah. So that and, and- that that being said, let me ask you this: what? Yeah. What breathing techniques are are involved? Well, we we do a you say breathing techniques? Yeah. Well, we do something that's kinda interesting that Green Free and Cody started called RPR. And if you ever watch I don't know, football team and if you go to the conditioning practices in the summertime, you'll see these kids standing and they'll, they'll do this one breathing exercise, and then they'll do these weird things that you would kind of think are acupuncture type moves. And these kids are like rubbing certain spots of their body. Like we may rub below the clavicle, just below the neck. And it, it like may enhance, and I may be wrong, Cody and Greentree might kill me if I say this wrong, but it may enhance your hamstring by rubbing the area below your clavicle or collarbone. It's, it's I, when they first explained it to me, I was wow. like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they're like, 
Yeah, and you'll rub, you'll take your thumbs and rub on the right and left sides of your uh, lower back, and you'll rub it, and it activates the, I think it's the P-S-O-S-I-S, psoas muscle, I might be saying that wrong, but it, it like, it's soft tissue, I guess soft tissue preparation is what RPR is, and you, you do all these moves at the beginning of a warm-up, and it looks like you're just standing. A lot of kids don't take it seriously, but we have to get on them. And I think kids are buying into it now because they see the results of what they're doing, you know. And and I really feel like, you know, it gets kids prepared for reduced injuries. And then we actually do stuff that you would consider like plyometrics. Like really actually what the military, not really up and downs and things like that, but or burpees. We don't really do that stuff anymore, but it's dynamic stretching, kind of like the military did back in the old days. And people thought, well, that's not stretching. We need to do static stretching. We don't do static stretching. The only time we do static stretching is if we're trying to fix a muscle or stretch an injured muscle. We don't do that stuff anymore. It's all movement stretching. We do it before. We do it after. I might do yoga, and that's the only time, like maybe once a week during the season when kids are really sore and they're really tired, and we know we don't have a meet the next day or a practice, we'll do yoga, and we will do some static stuff. Because I think there is some there's some value in that. But we it's just really neat. If you guys ever had a chance, I don't know if you have time to do it, but I'm excited about the sport. But if you guys have a chance to come out and watch practice sometimes, I mean, I don't know. I get excited to see all that athleticism yeah. that the, the corporation has. It's just ridiculous. And I just... And, and I, you know, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. It's just, we just got to get, we got to get more kids out. And then by word of mouth, hopefully the kids say, hey, you got to come play for Reed or come play for May on the tennis team or come play for Van Winkle Cowboy on the track team or play for Breath on the football team, play for Pearson, uh, Pat Pearson and the wrestling team. And it's already working. Our track numbers are great. Pat Pearson's wrestling numbers are outstanding. I mean, he's really picking up. And I think kids really, it's hard this day and age because we're battling phones and we're battling social media. And it's too easy to sit home and say, hey, I'm just going to watch this TikTok. It's a lot more fun and rewarding to me. Right. But once you get out there and you're breathing air and your muscles are working, and then the next week you improve, the next week you improve again, and you feel it in your in your lungs and your heart, and you're like, man, this is, this blows being on a phone out the door, man. Right. Actually doing it yourself, feeling it. And I don't know, you guys get me on a hotbed topic, I get excited. I mean, I just love Oh, no, I totally that. get what you're saying. You know, it started out two years yeah. ago, just me walking my dog. And, and now, during the summer, me and my dog were running five miles. Yeah. And, uh, and it's hard. Yeah, it's very hard. But, you know, I... I do know a little something about that reflex performance reset because I, I would see some stuff, you know, on social media uh, pages and, and just little things like uh, I, I think there was something where you rub your earlobe yes. and it helps yes. to slow your heart rate down and stuff like that. But it's yeah. it's very interesting. Well, and that's yeah, what, it's really neat. And that's like you said, you know, it's not just you guys using it, you know, the, the other sports can use it and, and these kids, yeah. you know, they're going to take that with them for the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. Like I remember the first couple meets when we first started doing it, 
we get the weirdest looks from Madison Grant, Oak Hill, and <laughs> Brooke, and I said, hey, and I was thinking to myself, guess what? You're getting rated. You're getting rated. And I'm not saying we have the best distance track program right now, but our sprint program, I don't think there's anybody telling I'm, I'm bragging here, but there's, I don't think there's too many kids in the county that compete with us in the track. I mean, it's really, it's just the way, the way we're doing stuff with Green Tree's program and the way we coach the kids. I mean, and, and don't get me wrong, we got the talent right now to, to boast it. Yeah. And, you know, in years to come, though, we got lots of freshmen that, sophomores that did it for Coach Cowles at the junior high level, and, and they're under Green Tree's wing and have been working out since they were sixth and seventh grade. Right, yeah. They're already conditioned for it, like Ian Newsom, Logan Barnes, just to name a couple that I can And And they're going to be coming up, and they're going to wreak havoc. I always – yeah, I always try and funnel kids into uh, non-conventional sports that, you know, they hang their head because, you know, they're not very good at baseball or they're not – or yeah. they feel like they're not getting the love at football. And just – this is the, before anything, back when I was uh, on the rec league uh, board, you know, hey, you know, there's other things out there for you. There's track. You know, we don't have track now. But when you hit sixth grade, seventh grade, you're going to have track, you're going to have golf, you're going to have wrestling, soccer. Go try those things out. Those things need athletes yeah. too. Yeah. And you might find out you didn't think you were good at something and you, yeah. you jump in it and you're like, wow, I'm, prob- I'm probably better at this than I was at the other thing. And, you know, we found that out with Boston Burbank. He was just trying different things. And he tried soccer this year, did well, got hurt, and tried it, was good at it. Yeah. And he tried track last year, and I'm like, oh, gosh, dude, you got to stay in there. And he uh-huh. loves it. And he, he wants to go to college for it. And, you know, we, we got – we had a kid last year, Ty Newsom. I don't remember Ty, but he played basketball for yeah. Mrs. Senawal for years, and he ran track for me for ever since junior high. He walked on ISU's track team this year. And he wow. walked on. I mean – Man. You know, they, uh, yeah, the, they, he was there. He enrolled in ISU this fall, and a kid from Oak Hill named Taj Johnson, uh-huh. who had a stellar, stellar track career, and he got a scholarship to ISU. He went to state and got I had two two medals. He was two medalists in a couple events, right? Four hundred and another event, and he really started checking out Ty because he knew Ty was going to enroll ISU, and he talked to his coach, and he said, Coach, I said, this kid is built like a built like a good athlete. And he told his coach, and he said, hey, we got to take a look at him. And they, they stopped Ty down on the campus and said, Ty, you can come out and well, let's walk on the team. I mean, I don't know how a scholarship deal is going to work with that, but he's on, he's, uh, on, you know, he's on the team. That's awesome. That's uh, awesome. You know, and Evan Yoder this year, he's He's gonna probably he's gonna try to go to IWU and run. And Caden Nelson, of course, he might try football and track at Wallbats. We don't really know exactly where he's gonna land yet, but that's kind of who he's working yeah. with. You know, Trayvon Hass is already signed with IU Kokomo, and so has Braden Biddle for the pole vault. He's signed with IU Kokomo, and I don't know how many more seniors we have that have a chance to sign him somewhere. But those that's just to name a few that are gonna you know, further track career uh, in college. So I think we're doing good things. 
not trying to brag, but I think the whole system as a whole is doing good things. Yeah. They just, just got to convince these kids. Yeah. Got great coaches and a good program. And, and really, and I'll say again, I might pick some other coaches off, but it's green tree, green tree, green tree. <laughs> and, and along with your sport. Yeah, that strength and conditioning coach is uh, probably the root to the tree, right? Yeah, and people don't realize that you think you walk in that gym, you think, oh, they're all going to do this heavy deadlift, heavy bench, heavy squat. Well, that's part of it, but there's a lot more. You go in there and watch Green Street's workout, kids are using bands. They're Uh doing assisted band push-ups. They're doing doing band tricep press downs. They're doing all kinds of, like, when we grew up and we went to high school and played sports, it's it really unconventional type of workouts. I know that I was a baseball and tennis player at Madison Grant. They didn't let us lift, man. We couldn't lift at all. <laughs> we Only football players lifted, man. Nobody lifted. Nope. And we could have lifted. It would have helped our game so much, especially baseball. And they didn't believe in it. They felt it would hurt our swing. They just let the football kids lift. And uh-huh. it's so much a change. It's yeah. amazing. And I need to let you guys talk. So, so much research has been done. What we've, you know, I've, I've got a chance to, uh, you know, meander around to other schools and watch their systems. And I've noticed even the girls side, they're not, it is, it's, it's bigger, stronger, faster. It's not like so big that it looks like, you know, they're using PEDs, but it's it, they look physically fit. Yeah, they and look like they can swing a softball faster. bat. I yep. almost call it, yeah, I almost call it stronger faster. And I like the bigger, but really athletic people, like really good athletes, they yeah. feel like Tom Brady. You know, uh-huh. they're kind of like sinewy, lean, fast muscle mass that can actually move. And there's nothing wrong with a big football player that knocks your butt over. That runs like a like a choo choo train. Yeah, fast uh-huh. firing muscle fibers. About Hayden Nelson. Look yep. at Hayden Nelson. Look at that. Look at that short kind of short kid. Uh, well, he's not strong. Yes, he is. Uh huh. And he doesn't look fast. Yes, he is. I'm sure the kids in the state when they lined up with him in the track uh, state championship last year, laughing. Hey, we're gonna get to kill this guy. Uh huh. Well, good surprise. Guess what? You're just seeing it short when he's passing. Yeah, you're seeing his heels. Yeah. (laughs) So, but we've already started, like, we've had, we've started winter workouts December 5th, and we did it two a day. We're allowed to do by IHSA, we can do two hours, uh, two hours a day, twice a week until the official season starts. So we're, we're already in the thick of it now. So we just got to February, and it's, but it's official, and it's five days a week after that. That's what, yeah, because I was going to ask you what what the all season program looks like, and you say what middle of February is when the official practice starts. Yeah, probably right around Valentine's Day. I think that's actually the official official start date this year. That's a Monday, I think it is. Okay, about that's how many right kids? Around. About how many kids you look to have come out? Well, last year, I think the I think three years ago. I think we had like 65 or 70. That's girls and boys included, which is good. And then the next year, we kind of had a little bit of a little bit of a reduction. So last year, we probably had, I'm thinking we didn't have very good girl numbers. We had about 16 or 17 girls, but we had about 35 
37 boys, which is really good. I'm trying to push a couple For of that. those girls your way. Yeah, please do. And, and we're we're getting more this year. So I'm really excited because I've got girls that are freshmen that are going to be running, and they probably, you know, and I, people think I'm, some people title, especially other schools, I don't like me, but I, I really feel, I sound cocky, but I got girls I think will get the school records. I really do. They're four by one girls, and I think they can probably go to regionals and do really well at regionals. I mean, I got some girls, like Carson Yankel, she's not a freshman, but um, Boston Burbank's sister, Berlin, um, got Carson Yankel, got Stacey Crick after last year not being healthy, after getting hurt in basketball, she's a phenomenal track runner yep. and athlete. And then I've got, I'm looking for a couple other girls to fill the other spot. And they're, they're very fast. And a lot, and a lot of it's due to their athleticism and green tree. And I'm really excited about it because we're going to really, we're going to really have some very, very competitive people, uh, especially on the sprints and the jumping. The distance has come along. There's more distance kids out and coach Jones is doing a good job getting new kids out and getting different kids out and really he's really a good developer of youth. He's got the Indians running program. That's really gonna pay dividends in the future years. It's already starting to now, but it's gonna really pay dividends in the future. Because you've got to have distance to win. We've got the sprints and jumps to win. We just need distance to win. We need throwers to do to do well, like a shot in the discus. And I think I think we've got a team that can contend for the CIC and the sectional title if things fall into place. So that's our goal. I and can hear the enthusiasm in his voice. I, mean, I like that. It is. Yeah, this is very impressive. I didn't realize you've coached it this long and been at the junior yeah, high that long. For a long time. That's yeah, that's I awesome. Eighteen years, and and I and I. I'm just not confident to do the high school job because I felt in my heart, you know, a lot of people feel this way, and I don't blame people feel this way, but if you don't do it in school, you don't, you haven't done it previously, like at a, at a high level, then you can't do it. And right. I, I think I proved them wrong, but it is, it's a work in progress. But uh, I, it took me a long time to feel confident enough to come to the high school level and say, hey, I'm confident I can do this job. At the high school cross country level, and the high school track level, I finally felt like I could do it, and I and I felt I feel like I've, I've got staff that does a great job, and I think we do a great job as a program. I think kids really love it; and they get really excited about it, and we've turned it into a sport that you know, kind of a niche sport. It's not really the, like like you said before. It's not you know. I grew up; it's all about football, basketball, yeah. Baseball. And that's what it was, and I and I'm I'm a big proponent of it. But track is something I surprisingly just just became a love for me, and I and I hope that I instilled the love and you know probably two decades worth of kids coming out of the center wall. And I and I I think I think we've done a decent job for the most part in that. Yeah, I feel like track is like so under the radar for kids. Yeah, it is. There is. And kids don't know about it. Well, it, it, and what you're doing is great. You know, it, it's much appreciated. You know, I'm sure you don't hear that enough, but like like you mentioned earlier, you know, some of these other coaches of schools might think you're being cocky. And in my opinion, that's confidence. Success yeah. breeds success. And on yeah. top of that, and you I, know, go ahead. Yeah. 
No, go ahead. There, there's a lot of misconception because I, I've told kids, you know, hey, track, tracks, you know, it's it's a team sport and, you know, an individual. And they're like, well, you know, I, I don't really enjoy running far. I'm like, well, some there's some uh, track. What's the word I'm looking for? You're not always Event. running far. Events that, yeah. you know, yeah. there's some events that are not, you know, you running a mile or, yeah. you know, you might just be sprinting. It's four seconds of your life. What do you have to lose? Yeah. And, and the weird thing about our program, we'll talk about it just a little bit again. I don't want to bore you to death, but like, for instance, we'll take those kids and on Mondays, all we do is 340. So we warm up, we do the RPR, we do the dynamics, we do the speed drill, we get on the track and do 340, and we do maybe a couple dynamic stretches and we go home. We're done in 30 minutes with the sprint group. This wow. Is that. That's all you have to do. And then the next day, the guy who, who started the program is named Tony Holler. He's the feed the cast guy. He coached track for 30 years in Illinois. And he's going around on a public, he's got a podcast. He's going around on a, a public speaking circuit for football and track people. And he just is revolutionizing the sport. And it, people, some people are really against it though, because they think it's crazy what we're doing. Like, I saw you guys run them. Like, and I'm, I'm very good friends and a very good working relationship with Paige Brunner, the Oakland coach, who's uh-huh. very successful. I can't compare to championships. I can't compare to success. But we do things totally different than him. Uh-huh. It's crazy. He's on more of a distance program. Right. They dominate in that. We're more of a sprint program, but we're trying to do both. But we just do things totally different. Yeah. He might. He might have kids do twelve four hundred. There's no way in heck that we'd ever do that. Coach Van Winkle, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm yeah. a fan of outside the box thinking. Yeah, yeah. It works for him, but it also works for us. Too. Right. I mean, our top end speed's probably better, but his endurance on his kids is, is probably better. But it just depends on what you're doing. It's just. We do unconventional things. We also do, you know, I don't know if you want to call this a track podcast or what, but on Fridays, we do this thing called a lactate workout. And this is something Green Free and Cody researched, and we got it from Tony Holler. And on Fridays, the kids kids want to do it, but they're scared to death of it. So the object is, guys, we get the kids doing, they run 200. They run about three 200, but we give them a lot of breaks in between. And they have to run all out as far as they can for 23 seconds. It's the 23-second drill. And the object is, and it sounds crazy, we want so much lactate buildup that we want them to puke. Really? Not very many people puke. Yeah, I know this sounds terrible. But what this does is, for endurance athletes and actually running athletes, it builds up your lactate, your, 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 your lactate tolerance. Right. So what's this building up is it's a heating way of turning great endurance into something a lot shorter than running a mile or two. So it's for sprinting, but what I'm saying is it builds up their endurance to, to do more work. So after we get Hayden always pukes. He's a great example of 
and we're, we celebrate people. And I know this is weird, but once we do our three twenty-three second drills, so the kids will run for 200 meters, if, or if they try to. They try to get to 200 meters in 23 seconds, which is very, very fast. A lot of kids don't get there. And we scream and yell and we get excited about it. We build everybody up for it because it's like a race. We have everybody on the track do it. Or we fill all the lanes up. And they finish. They're dead. They can't move. Some kids are sick. They're humped over. They're complaining. Some are crying. I said, guess what, guys? We did it. We got 10 minutes rest. So they go sit for 10 minutes. They have nothing left. And the next group goes. And we keep doing it until we get three reps in. And the kids are spent and done. So they sleep good that that night. Yeah. So what that does is the next week, they have more ability to do better work. So they can get through those 100 and those 200 races. And they have the 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 lactate tolerance that's built up. So their body gets used to that kind of work. But we watch the heart rate. We make sure the heart rate's back to normal. I mean, it's not abuse. It's only 200. It's only half a track. Right. And the goal is to get kids to kind of puke up bile, basically. And not very many kids do. We only have about three kids of practice that do. Most kids avoid trying to puke. They get real sick at the stomach. And this sounds like abuse. So please, everybody listen. No, it's not. It's kind of popular. Listen, it's, it's, it's not abuse, but it really helps the kids build up their tolerance and the kids we celebrate it we get so excited the coaches we're screaming and yelling this is positive screaming and yelling that's what we do we scream and yell and you did it you scream and you finished it and you said i I yelled i run across the track i said get to this cone because the girls can't do kind of they can't do 200 they can get close to that i I put cones on the track and i pick certain kids out i said you can make this cone you can make this cone the next breath and then they try to make that cone the next rep. And we celebrate it. We go crazy. Like they just won the World Series or Super Bowl when they get there. And the kids really just, they feel really good once it's over. They, they avoid, they hate it. But once it's over, we relax. We, we celebrate everybody's accomplishments. We let them get their breath back. And then we do some relaxing yoga. We go home. And then that's the weekend. And the next week we start over. And then it's really, it's really simplistic. The distance does different stuff. Coach Bookie, he has them like, you know, they do 400s, 800s. They do, you know, miles, timed miles, and they do different things that I would do in cross country. But that's the, the jumping and sprint program do the stuff that I've been talking about. Well, I'll tell you, I, I love a rah-rah coach. Yeah, he's that, definitely yeah, high motor. Good. High motor. And I, Let's get it. Yeah, I get once basketball season is over, I know I'm coming down here and I'm going to watch some of these practices. Yeah. He's going to join yeah, I'm in. You. <laughs> yeah. Please come, guys. I will. Please come. Okay. We pump up the music in the football stadium and we, we listen to music. It's supposed to be a party. It's supposed to be fun. Well, what this guy's done, what this guy that Tony Howard's done, is he wants kids to enjoy track, wants yep. them to enjoy football, wants them to enjoy it more for it's more for fun and performance rather than for dread and just you know senseless yeah. workouts that don't mean anything well and it, you know i don't know and that's what i tell the kids that i coach i said you guys need to learn to love practice as much as a game or a meet 
You need to oh, love yeah. practice more. Practice is yes. where you get better. And that's yeah, you know, sure like like you called Coach Green Tree Doctor a while ago. I'm I'm sitting here looking at Conrad and I'm thinking, man, this is like a, a scientific podcast. I'm yeah. lost. Well, yeah, and and not only not only you know, practice is where you want to make your mistakes. Right. That's where you want to learn from your mistakes right there. And yeah. you you know, hearing everything that you've just said sounds like you're on the right track to success and getting these kids uh on that track, no pun intended to success. Yeah. But, uh, so when you're out there recruiting these kids, getting these kids motivated, are, are you, are you in the lunchroom? Are, are you spreading the word that way? Are you like, well, what does that look it, like? It, it helps to be in a school. So yeah. Cody's, Cody's uh, doing P and I'm doing, you know, I'm in the classroom and on the hallways in yeah. the middle school, and I just try to, I just try. Hey, you look like you might be, you know, you look athletic. You, you ought to try track. Even kids that don't play sports, especially girls that haven't had a lot of exposure to sports and probably haven't had a lot of fam, family background and athletics. And I say, hey, you ought to try this. I mean, you ought to give it a shot. And and, and if they like it as a teacher or they like it as a person. You can sometimes open that door, and then if they go to practice at the junior high level, and that's what I used to do. Foundation. To high, it usually works. And then now Cody does the junior high, and he also coaches with me. I don't know how he does it. He <laughs> does both. But he gets kids out. And then, then after that, guys, it's word of mouth. Other than I do go to the high school cafeteria right before the season starts. I go a couple days. And I've been around a while, so people know who I am. So I go table to table. I say, hey, how are you doing? And then I always start out by soften up the table a little bit. And then I put my pitch out. And I say, hey, crack start, so-and-so, such-and-such, such date. Um, you ought to give it a shot. And then they get out there. They try it. Some of them like it. Some of them don't. But I would say most of the time, 80% of the time, they like it to stay. So I've had a pretty good success. Cody and I have had a good success getting kids out on the initial initial proposal. So something that I'm noticing when when kids go out for for non conventional uh, sports is the the atmosphere that they talk about. They talk about the atmosphere being different from the the so called mainstream sports. You know, soccer is positive. Everything, it seems like the atmosphere of positivity is so attractive to to kids that don't put themselves out there as much as, you know, the regular football player who's in the huddle screaming at his teammates. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. A different kind of kid. I would agree. Yeah. Different kind. Yep. It's a different kind of kid. Um, I like your Evan Yoder. He's a, he's a real, I don't know if you, you know, staff, and, yep. yeah. you know, uh, his brother, is, you know, was a great athlete, played multiple sports and super. One of the best competitors I've ever seen at Mr. Central High School. He was, he was bad. And yeah. Evan's quiet, unassuming, but he's a heck of a competitor and a heck of an athlete. He's just not one of those raw, raw, raw screaming type guys. And he runs track for me and did, has done a great job to coach real in the soccer program for years. And 
I'm just blessed to have a kid like that because I mean they're just they just they're just they're quiet, but you don't count them out in, that, in an athletic contest competition because they'll come for blood. <laughs> yeah, uh, so it's just, I like uh, those kind of kids. Such, it's the quiet ones. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's just been such a blessing to coach and, and Ted. You're coaching. I don't know how long you've coached, but I, I know that it's just. You coach kids, and Conrad, I'm sure you coach too. Yeah. You coach, you just get so much. I don't know. It's just, and and coaches know this, and other people don't. It's never coach. You just get so much out of it, even without the wins and losses. It's practice successes. It's the kid that never plays, and then he gets on the gets on the court, hits the last free throw. It had no business doing it, and you guys win a game. It's those kind of things that you just. It's all the pay in the world and all the intrinsic reward that you wanted. It, it just floods you when you see kids succeed. And then you got kids 10 years later, see in the grocery store, they still call you coach, man. Uh huh. Yep. That's, that's big. It's, it's wonderful. It is. I, I love you that. You can't beat it, man. You can't beat it. No, you can't. I do like when a kid comes up to me and says, Hey, Coach C. <laughs> yeah, man, that was a long just, time ago. Yeah, it's just, it's, just, it's just, man, you know, you had an impact to the point where, I mean, I guess, I mean, my, I mean, I guess my, my experience is playing Little League Baseball. You know, I didn't have a dad around much. So when I had Little League Baseball, little, my Little League coaches were like my dad. And uh-huh. I just, I just really, that really propelled me in sports is having positive, strong male role models and an athletic endeavor like Little League Baseball or any sport. That just made me think, this is a good thing. This has value. It has nothing to do with wins and losses. And if you do things right, those wins are going to come, and you're just going to get them anyway. Right. They're not intended, but that's the ultimate goal. But it happens when things go right, and, and it's amazing. Sports yeah. have been just kind of been just a hidden, a hidden gem in my life that I just didn't know that it would hit me this hard and make such a great impact in my life. It's, just, it's been wonderful coaching. Well, now and it's really, come full circle. Stemmed, yeah, it all comes stemmed from the first question you asked me. How did it all start? Terry Talbot making me coach track. <laughs> and basketball at Mississippi. He started it all. He made me say, hey, man, you're going to need to take this job and get this teaching job. I guess I'll do it. And it made the, wor- it made the world of difference in my life and my career. It, it did. Yeah. And that, that, best, thing, best choice I ever made. Yeah, that's me. I, I love it so much, I'd do it for free. Yeah. I mean, I really oh, yeah. would. You just, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just because those, like you said, those the relationships you're building – and hopefully you're teaching yeah. them, you know, and I'm sure you do the same thing. You're, you're, you're throwing life lessons at them, not just sports. Yeah. And, and if you're willing to do something when your body doesn't feel like it's going to let you do it and your mind wills you to do it, then when you have a tough decision with your family uh-huh. or a tough decision at work yep. or a tough job you don't want to do, you said, you know what, I did this before and it's ingrained in you. Uh-huh. Don't do it again. Exactly. It's wonderful. No, no, I'm I'm sure I probably know your answer to the next question, but yeah. are you okay. a coach that encourages multi-sport athletes? 
Well, yes, and and we're really trying to make it easy on kids to do that because the conventional thinking is it's going to be a long answer. I'm a talking guy. I used to have a podcast myself, but I retired from it the last <laughs> couple of years. But, uh, I, it's, it's a situation where, like I explained to you, you, Conrad, that with, with track, the distance is different stories. You can't really like, I can't really have a tennis girl and expect her to run a couple miles or right. a mile a night yeah. and still play tennis. It's probably not going to work. But sprinting and jumping is totally different. Right? right, right. So let's say, let's say we got, here's a great example. And this might cause some controversy, but I think it may or may not happen. But Mrs. Winters is really encouraging it. I have a very good relationship with her, and she really wants multi-sport athletes. So here's the situation. we got Logan Barnes. It's a great three-sport athlete, uh-huh. uh, arguably four-sport athlete. Right. Because he went to state and track last year for junior high and did wonderful and almost won the whole thing. Uh-huh. So he got second. So he, him and his mom and dad, and I know them very well, they're trying to get him to do baseball and track. And I want to make sure to let people know it's easy to do this. What you do, he spends 90% of his time on the baseball field. Uh-huh. He spends 10% of his time going over the track, doing RPR, dynamics, and running a couple 40s, and maybe jumping once or twice a week, and he's done in 20, 25 minutes, and he's back on the football, the baseball field. Right. It's so simple. Yep. And guess what? You don't have to come all of me. You come to Grant Forest, CIC, sectional, regional. You come to the big meets. I know there's ICSA rules. He's got he's to gotta go to a certain amount. Correct. And, right. And I got to ask Chance what that is. A baseball is his priority. Uh-huh. is going to be something he'll excel in greatly by just coming out for 25 to 30 minutes. And that's a full practice. I know that's unconventional thinking. And people don't understand that. So, oh, doesn't he need full practice? That is a full practice. Uh-huh. He's done. And he goes back over there and then hits a home run. Right. <laughs> I, I, when I played baseball, at Madison Grant, I was a left fielder, okay? We had a kid named Adam Hollingsworth, and I don't know if you guys know I, him. I remember him. Yeah. Okay. He platooned with me in left field. He was a great high jumper and a great dunker. Uh-huh. You guys don't remember this. I'm kind of a nerd, but the first Indiana high school dunk contest he won, it. won by him. He won it. I remember that. Yes. So he was our high jumper in high school. He was a freshman. I was a senior. And what would happen is Adam would play – Adam would go do his jump, or he would, depending on when the meet was, usually home meet. So what would happen is I'd play in left field the whole game, and then he would platoon with me uh, probably probably the last couple innings after his high jump was done. Uh-huh. And he would just go high jump, come back, get his uniform on. Man. So I would DH for him, I would DH for him, and he'd play for me the last couple innings in left field, and I would hit. Dang. But he, we, he did it, and he was very successful at it. He was a great high jumper. There's ways to do it, and track's one of the few sports, I think, um, sprinting and jumping, you can get away with it and yep. not hurt it. But other sports, I think it's tough. Yep. I don't, I don't think it's impossible, but I think it's tough. I think track is one sport, and I'm biased. I think it can work. Well, I, I, I do too. I'm a big proponent of that. I mean, if they can do – you know, baseball and track and field, or where it's a girl doing softball and track and field, let them. 
Yeah. I mean. Yeah, because we have a girl. I'm trying to work on Brianna, Brianna Nash. Uh, uh-huh. She's a freshman. And I know his mom, I know her mom and dad from Coach and Bryce. Bryce uh-huh. Nash used to run cross country track for me. Right. So I called her the other day. I, yeah. I, I text, text her yesterday. Sorry. I got the yeah. wrong answer. Yeah. Um, I texted her mom the other day. I said, listen, I said, she's going to play softball. I said, yeah. I said, don't. I said, I'm just wanting to think about this. But I think she should high jump in the big meet. And I, if she comes out to practice two or three days a week and spends most of the time on the softball field, I think we can make it work. Uh-huh. And, and she's going to try to work on that. And we're going to be trying. Because here's an, a great example of a kid that you guys might not know about. But this, I can't think of his name. But he was a great baseball player from Brownsburg. And I can't remember his name, but one of the best in the state. And he also won the 300 hurdles like two years in a row, maybe three years in a row. Like his sport was baseball. Uh-huh. But he was great at times. And he still he played for Brownsburg's baseball team, and he was in the state finals two or three years in a row. They made it work. Uh-huh. And those indie schools, they make it work. Oh, yeah. They really do, especially yep. for track. And I don't think, and then some people may think it's immoral. And, and they say, that's not fair, these other kids. But I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the, I feel both sides of it. I, I see how. People would look at it and say, well, my kid's putting in all the time on the track, and, and this kid's just jumping in and taking the spot. And I guess, but you also have to cultivate the talent you have. If true, you've got a true. kid with that much talent, you've got to let him do it. Oh, and, yeah. and, and that's where I step off. That's where I step back and say, you've got to let Logan run, even uh-huh. though he's probably an outstanding baseball player. Right. He probably needs to get on the track at least for a bit once in a while. And I, he really wants to do it. And that's the plan is to try to make it work to where he can still do both. But he's got to do the requirements of both, both sports need. Right. And, you know, I hope it works out. Well, I do too. That would be yeah. awesome. And I don't want to pull kids from a sport either. Right, right. Say, well, you need to do this and not that. No, I'm not going to do that. But in some situations, you do have to make a choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, Coach Van Winkle, we appreciate you taking the time today to yeah. call in and, and have a conversation about about track. And uh, we we hope to uh hear from you again. Yeah, we do. And that's yeah. uh that'd be great. You know, if the if 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 the kids do well yeah. you know, and make it state again, we ought to do this again, man. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Bring, Absolutely. Yeah, bring the bring the athletes yeah. with us and We'll talk to them, yeah. and uh, maybe I we... have a funny feeling we might go again. So I just gotta let's do it. I think we will. All right. <laughs> hey, All thanks right. again, Coach. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. See you, buddy. Thanks. See you, guys. Thanks, Ted and Bye. Bye. All right. And uh, before we let you guys go, we want to thank our sponsors: Beast Prints, Mama Pearson Soporium, and Jennifer Swanner over at Nicholson Two Point make this possible, don't they, Ted? Yes, they do, and they're some of the best in the county at what they do. All right. Thanks, guys.